For those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, and to our members and guests here at Beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> Before we begin this morning, you always hear me start in saying, for those of you listening to us on the internet, uh, we don't know how far and why our services go, but uh, we just received an email uh, this last week, in, uh, Thanksgiving from a man who uh, likes our services living in Germany. Kind of interesting that uh, people are listening to us all around the world. <clears throat> in the name of Jesus Christ, who lived, died, and who has risen for us that we might live everlasting life, my beloved. He is not here. He has been brought back to life as he said. Seems to be one of the current uh, staples of television viewing uh, that you see a lot of reality shows. I don't have to list them all for you. You know some of them, Survivor, Alaskan Bush People, uh, Chopped. No doubt those programs are staged. But also no doubt, because they are caught on camera, these are real people doing real things not just some made-up stories, you know, that you hear around the water cooler. Today is the festival of the resurrection of our Lord, the highest festival of the church year. This morning I want to talk about resurrection realities. And it's not just a story. It was real people doing real things. And it was staged by God himself as he prophesied, centuries before. The reality is, one of the first realities is of Good Friday, is that Jesus was dead. Just to make sure, a Roman soldier took his spear and jabbed Jesus in the side all the way up to his heart, penetrating his pericardium and his heart. That's why water and blood flowed out. You know, you don't live from a heart puncture wound. And then Jesus was certified dead by Roman soldiers. And Roman soldiers on crucifixion duty knew what dead was. And then Jesus was placed in a tomb, hollowed out of a rock, side of a cliff, two and a half ton stone cylinder rolled into a ditch in front of the hole, and a Roman seal placed on it and Roman soldiers placed as a guard. Jesus was really dead and buried. The reality of the first Easter is that there was also an empty tomb, and we know how it got empty. Jesus' corpse, crucified, dead and buried on Friday evening, came back to life. And with a glorified body, now Jesus was not confined by time and space, and so he evaporated right out of his grave clothes and right out of the tomb. And there were real facts to prove it. There was an earthquake and an angel came from heaven and blew that two and a half tons cylinder stone right out of the ditch away from the grave to show an empty tomb. 
And the real facts are that the Roman soldiers witnessed it all, the earthquake and the angel. But then they told their story. But they were paid off by the Jewish leaders to lie about it and to go around spreading a rumor that the disciples had stolen the body. And I tell you, it must have been quite some payoff because the penalty for a Roman soldier leaving their post was death. One of the biggest realities of that first Easter is there were no believers about the resurrection. Jesus taught before he died. He taught them that the Son of Man would be rejected by the leaders. He would be killed, but after three days he would come back to life. He told them very clearly what he meant, but they did not understand. The reality was on that first Easter <clears throat> that Jesus' followers were not believers. Early that first Easter, women went to the tomb believing that there would be a corpse there and that they would finish the embalming that was rushed on Friday. Mark 16, they said one to another, who will roll away the stone for, for us from the entrance to the tomb? Matthew 24, the men, the angels, Asked the women, why are you looking among the dead for the living one? He's not here. He has been brought back to life. Mark 16. They went out of the tomb, ran away. Shock and trembling had overwhelmed them, and they didn't say anything to anyone because they were afraid. John 20. Mary Magdalene saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb at the entrance. She told Peter and John, they have removed the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. John 20, Peter and John at the tomb, they didn't uh, know yet what Scripture meant when it said that Jesus had to come back to life, so the disciples went back home. John 20, Mary Magdalene. After she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. However, she didn't know it was Jesus. She asked, Jesus asked her, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? Mary thought it was the gardener, so she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I'll remove him. And the Emmaus disciples, when Jesus was talking to them, he said to them, How foolish you are! You're so slow to believe everything the prophets said. The reality was on that first Easter, nobody believed about the resurrection until Jesus showed himself to them. Thomas, one of the twelve apostles, who was called Didymus, wasn't with them when Jesus came. The other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord. Thomas told them, I refuse to believe this unless I see the nail marks in his hands, put my fingers into them, and put my hand into his side. A week later, Jesus' disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Even though the doors were locked, Jesus stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then Jesus said to Thomas, put your finger here. Look at my hands. Take your hand. Put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. T Thomas responded, my Lord and my God. St. Paul, 1 Corinthians 15. I passed on to you the most important points of doctrine that I had received. Christ died to take away our sins as the scriptures predicted. He was placed in a tomb he was brought back to life on the third day as the scriptures predicted. 
And as we heard read before, he appeared to Cephas. Next, he appeared to the 12 apostles. Then he appeared to more than 500 believers at one time. Most of these people are still living, but some have died. Next, he appeared to James. Then he appeared to all the apostles. Last of all, he also appeared to me. The reality of that first Easter was that the Roman soldiers were paid off. And so they spread the rumor that the disciples had stolen Jesus' body and said that he had risen. In other words, it was all a hoax. The problem is, with that line of thinking, that if the disciples really had stolen the body of Jesus, you would have been under suspicion as being a grave robber. And you would have wanted to tear your way out of Jerusalem pretty quickly, run for your lives. But because they saw Jesus, they stayed and told the truth. A hoax. Give me a break. After, after Jesus' ascension, those cowardly disciples also all, all of a sudden turned into courageous witnesses. Couldn't have been a hoax. I mean, you know, some people will be willing to die for a good cause for something, someone. I know I'd take a bullet for my wife any day. People will die for a few things. They are certainly not going to be willing to die for a hoax. But the disciples were willing to be beaten and imprisoned, even martyred, testifying that they had seen the Lord Jesus alive. They were bold after the ascension. David, they said, David knew that the Messiah would come back to life, and he spoke about that before it ever happened. He said that the Messiah wouldn't be left in the grave and that his body wouldn't decay. God brought this man, Jesus, back to life. We're all witnesses to that. Jesus even appeared to hostile forces. He appeared to St. Paul and said, Saul, Saul, change his name to Paul later, why are you persecuting me? Jesus not only appeared to friends but also to enemies. So what are the Easter realities? Jesus' corpse was buried. An empty tomb was discovered. There were post-mortem appearances. And disciples were converted from the cowardly to the courageous. So what does it mean for you and me today, Easter Sunday 2018? It means that more realities are yet to come. Jesus said to her, I am the one who brings people back to life, and I am life itself. Those who believe in me will live even if they die. Everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe that? You know what that means? That means that your funeral and your casket and your grave is not a dead end. St. Paul says the Lord will come from heaven with a command, with the voice of the archangels, and with the trumpet call of God. First, the dead who believed in Christ will come back to life. Then together with them, we who are still alive will be taken in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. In this way, we will always be with the Lord. Then comfort one another with these words. Job in the Old Testament 
That's where we get the, the words for, I know that my Redeemer lives. He says, I know that my Redeemer lives. And afterwards, he will rise on the earth. Even after my skin has been stripped off my body, I will see God in my own flesh. I will see him with my own eyes, not with someone else's. And so it will be at the last trumpet call, when our Lord returns, it's not going to be like the old days when he just called one man, Lazarus, come out. On that day, he's going to say, all my children, come out. And corpses will respond to live again. So what's the final reality? St. Paul also tells us. Consider this, the Father has given us his love. He loves us so much that he has actually called us his dear children. And that's what we are. For this reason, the world doesn't recognize us and it didn't recognize him either. Dear friends, now we are God's children. What we will be isn't completely clear yet. We do know that when Christ appears, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. So how can you know about the future realities? Because of all the past realities. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Say it with me one more time. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith this morning with an affirmation of our baptism. In holy baptism, our sins are forgiven and we are granted a new life in Christ, our Lord. I ask you, as a reaffirmation of what God has done for you in your baptism, do you renounce the devil and all his works and all his ways? Do you believe in God the Father Almighty? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Yes, I believe in the Is it your earnest intention to continue steadfast in this faith and in the promise of your baptism and as a member of the church to be diligent in the use of the means of grace and prayer? Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and the Spirit and has forgiven you all your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. <clears throat>